in the name of Jesus. He sees my face in the name of Jesus Christ. He knows, hallelujah. If everybody is going to begin to radiate. <laughs> the man did not let them in. Drove them away from there. Let me make a long story short. The man, I think the next day, or a few days later, he just decided that, what is going on? And drove around town. And just saw a house that was being completed, and he parked. And he said, who owns this house? Let me make a long story short. There are four flats in it, far better than where he was coming from. And he just got the last one that was open. God kept it waiting for him. I hope you get my point. I don't believe you need to prophesy your own desires. No. Like I say all the time, we just keep the word lifted up, no matter the circumstances. So when they fire them from the job, they come to church. I know in their minds. You know how it happens? In their minds. God will not let this happen. I've worked here for three, four years. My tithe has been <laughs> regular. God will not let it happen. My tithe has been regular. So when they are praying, in their minds, God, you know the deal. You will rebuke the devourer of sack. I have done my part. Now do your part. Did you go and leave? Where were you when they were sacking me? That is not the word of God. I keep on explaining that to believers. When God wants to lift many people up, the only way he can do it is through sack. He said, I don't know how else to help you. I just have to have you fired. Do you know why? You love your job and you are so diligent and dedicated. If, I don't, if they don't sack you, they will promote you. If they promote you... <laughs> If they don't, pro- if they promote you now, you think you are doing well. You won't know that you are doing fivefold, and we are going for hundredfold. What's what's your problem? So one day, the boss that loves you, God said, "Look, I won't make just um, Peter betray Jesus." So the boss that loves you will travel. Six months, he went for on, co- on course. Then they will bring the one that does not know Joseph. He will come to the office, be there. And then that day will be the day you came late. Not because anything was wrong with you, but because there was, as we were coming, one tanker fell. And they blocked the road that is carrying flammable products. So nobody should pass that area until they've evacuated the area. And that's how you were now delayed and you came to the office 45 minutes late that morning. And the man does not listen to any excuse. The reason being that he came with a no-nonsense attitude. They told him people in that place, they are indisciplined. Don't be angry. It is God. You know, Jesus said, when you see storm, do not be afraid. It is I. <laughs> you want to explain the man, say, I don't want any explanations. And that's it. You are sacked. If that has happened to you, of course, no matter you go to church and go and pray, in the name of Jesus, it will not stand. The enemy that wants to take my job, I've told you, Satan doesn't work anywhere. So he doesn't need your job. <laughs> don't get this impression that he's looking for your job. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need more money. You know, we said it before. He's very rich. All the mafia dons are his friends. All the Illuminati boys, they are working for him. If he needs money, he will call Snoop Doggy Dog. So don't worry about it. <laughs> so don't, he doesn't need your money. So don't pray those days. There are a few scriptures that you just go there, declare over the office. As, as your boss is talking, you are looking at him and you are smiling. If you see a sack letter, don't cry over a sack letter. Rejoice over it. Oh, there are many scriptures. 
He takes away the first to establish the second. That's the shortest, most potent when you, when you get fired. I think for a week, stop believing in the devil. Believe in Satan, but don't believe in the devil. You don't need to believe in the devil for, like, for a few weeks. Try it for one month. Some of you say, what do you mean? What's the difference between Satan and devil? I will explain. Forget the devil for one month, but remember Satan as much, and all, all the time, as much as remembering God, remember Satan. You see, you see why? Let me tell you. Satan cannot do anything. That is the name of the tempter. That's why you need to remember Satan. Satan is what? The tempter. Devil is the killer. Is the one that executes judgment. Is the one that destroys. But it's the same person, but different roles. All right, different roles. Christians remember the devil too much. They don't remember Satan. If anything goes wrong, the devil, they may call Satan, but it's devil they are remembering. The devil now spoils my thing. The devil now kills something. The devil now destroys this one. That's what they remember. They don't remember Satan. What is Satan? Satan is the one that says, curse God and die. Satan is the one that says, turn these stones to bread. No one really explain. Forget the devil for a while. Christians have magnified him too much. They think he can do things. He can't. The truth is that he cannot. He cannot. Why I said remember Satan is that avoid temptations. That's what I mean. Avoid pressures to do things that are dis- displeasing to the Lord. Avoid those pressures. That's what I mean by remember Satan. The only thing he does is to tempt. He comes to Job. Curse God and die. That is the voice of Satan. He entered into Peter and said, hmm, you will not die. Why will you die? And Jesus looked and said, get behind me. Who? Satan. There's a reason why I'm telling of these things. Many of us see every affliction in our lives as Satan. And as the devil. The devil now came. The devil now started praying. The devil, I want to tell you, you can't steal it. He knows too. What's your problem? He knows. Leave him for a while. Don't think about the devil. You get a sack letter, look at it, and say, I am not afraid. It is not the devil. It is who? The Lord. The devil does not take people's jobs like that. Christians are too, they think they should fight the devil. No. No. Don't worry about the devil. You can stop Satan anytime. He's a tempter. Once you have stopped Satan, the devil has been stopped in your life. If you stop Satan and you keep the word lifted, you have ended the devil. You know why I'm emphasizing this? Many times Christians see God and they are rebuking the devil. God fires people. He fired Joseph out of his father's house. I hope you're following my point. He fired Joseph out of his father's house. If I say this, it will make some wonder. God breaks people's hearts. You love him very much. Forget it. God said, I'm taking him. You won't marry him. Forget all of these things. In fact, the Bible says clearly, the Lord loves a broken heart. <laughs> Some of you, the only reason why you succeed in life is that she ran away. If the girl had married you, your ministry has ended. I'm, I'm not kidding about it. Some people are still, you, you are still angry. Since two and a half years ago, you are still angry. Instead of you to rejoice. Listen, it was a, listen the, you know, we give the devil too much power. God does not only give, he takes. 
And when he's taking many times, it's painful. And you loved him. Because <laughs> you forget this thing. I love a broken heart. Just forget all of these things. Your heart don't break, don't worry. It's good. I will mend it. After everything I did for this girl, she will see. She won't see anything. Forget all of these things. Remove your eyes from the honestly. You know, what I'm saying is that, listen, it's not the devil. God takes away jobs. He takes away relationships. Just destroy it. Just scatter it. And when that happens, we're talking about lifting up the word of God. Are you getting my point? There are simple words that you lift up at such times. You go to Psalm 139 and start declaring, the days of my life, before there was yet any one of them, they were all written in thy book. It's simple. You are declaring that, you know, Christians, we are always pushing devil, devil, instead of us to lift up the word of God. When they say God pushing the devil, we are afraid of the devil. God is not afraid of him. If he comes around and says, well, anything happening, he says, I'll just pass. That's all. There's no discussion about it. That's it. I've just, just, have you contacted myself and Job? Yes, I saw him, but I don't go to his house again. Okay, let me give you a job. Go and remove everything he has. So the devil now goes there, removes everything Job's, Job has, and Satan now comes to Job and says, won't you cause God and die? That's why people in the Old Testament, they, they hardly knew. No, they did not know the devil existed. Yeah. The, only, the closest you see is the reference to the word Satan. But the devil, the way we know him, they did not know he existed. And when you see the word Satan, you see, it has to do with, you see that, and Satan incited David to number Israel. When, let me ask you, when God, one punishment came on David for numbering Israel, who judged? No, answer me like you are here. Using who? An angel. David saw the angel. You know, we magnify the devil too much. Let's forget him. Just forget him for some time. Watch out for Satan. You know what I mean by Satan now? Temptations. Temptation. Watch out for that. What am I saying of this thing? So you get get the sack letter. You lift up a rod upon that sack letter. You don't cry over it. Don't cry. Mm, That one is forbidden. That one is forbidden. You don't start weeping and mourning over a sack letter. You know what you must do? You rejoice over it. That's the law of God. The law of God is what? You rejoice over it. And then you pick up the rod and hang it over it. There are so many of them. So many. So many. The simplest one I said, he takes away the first to establish the second. There are things that don't even talk about the letter at all. Things like, it causes prosperity to flow towards me like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. He makes all grace abound towards me. I have all sufficiency in all things, and I abound to every good work. Oh, the very common one, but just as potent as ever. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You declare simple statements upon that letter. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Simple words. You've not mentioned the name of your boss. You've not mentioned the name of your office. You have just lifted the rod of God upon the sack letter. Listen, forget the devil. The devil says, I won't walk here again. The devil doesn't care whether you walk there or not. All the devil cares about is, will you deny God? So they tell you that after all the seed that you sowed, they still sack you. The word of God doesn't work. 
Listen, the word of God works. The word of your pastor that doesn't work. Are you getting my point? The word of God works. A man said, plant a seed. By next week, you are going to see promotion. You planted a seed. The next week, you saw demotion. <laughs> now you are angry. It's time to rejoice. What did I say? It's time to rejoice. Listen, God could not. Listen, God, there are things God doesn't do. All right? Or let me say, he can't do. Because he's against his plan. God could not raise Joseph up until he was fired from his father's house. God could not promote him far until he went into prison. In fact, I remember one joke I read the other day. The man that was preaching, he said, Joseph, he went to prison before he became prime minister. He said, Nelson Mandela, he went to prison before he became prime minister, head of state. He said, Olesha Mopasanjo, he went to prison. He said, now you will pray, God, my own prison. Oh, the Lord is good. I don't know. I really didn't plan to speak for this long. I just that I've, the talk just keeps coming. I hope I'm having somebody. I hope I'm having somebody. Listen, in the midst of everything, there's just one thing we do. We keep that word and we lift it up. Like I said, don't forget that habit. Talk the word of God. Your landlord says you quit notice. <laughs> he wants to remove your peace. You shouldn't let that happen. There are times you get home the letter is there. You know it to disturb your wife. Don't even bring it out. Hide it. And bring out the scripture. And start talking about the provisions of God. And the plan of God. You start discussing. You're not talking about your problems at all. You're feeling pain. You're supposed to tell your wife so you can pray. Don't talk. Don't talk so quick. Many of the pains you are, you know, you're talking about, it's, it's, when you tell your wife, it incites fear in her. And fear is very terrible. Fear will screw down what you could have removed easily. So don't start by saying, hey, sweetheart, do you know? Every time I wake up in the morning, my chest has been painting from this side. Ah, heart attack! <laughs> she's, see, she's checking. That's how her friend's husband died. Then she remembers that, ha, her uncle. She remembers Stephen Keshi. I'm <laughs> do Honestly. And then the former uh, FHA secretary of uh, or your state, the same thing. All of them. Heart attack, heart attack, heart attack. The same week, you not tell your wife that when I wake up, my chest is paining me. You say you are wicked. <laughs> you want to kick somebody. I'm not saying your chest is not paying you, but don't, don't you know, TV Kesha has brought heart attack to the forefront now. You know, honestly, three FA people in one week, or two weeks. Your chest now pinning you in the morning. Now wake your wife up. Honey, my chest. Okay, you want her to do the dying, Abby? <laughs> no, you don't start with that. You don't start with that. I'm not saying your chest is not pinning you. It is pinning you. But what do you start with? Bring out the scripture. There are words we have spoken about long life. I, you know, I, I am a doctor, right? I know physiology. It still marvels me the heart beats. That the stop does not disturb me. They should stop. All the hearts here should just stop. And I won't be surprised. They should stop. Which machine just works like that? And so that gives me confidence. That is not beating by chance. Yes, yes. That's what gives me confidence. So if I want you to beat for longer, I talk to the owner of the heart. I say, Lord, let this heart beat for some more years. Is there anything I need to do? He says, stop worrying. All right, Lord. 
sleep some more. I told you it is vain to rise up early and go to bed late. Say, I'm sorry, Lord. That's going to stop right away. And be kind to your wife. Many men don't know that God doesn't listen to them because of the wickedness of their hearts. You are kind to your mother, kind to your secretary in the office. For good reason, so your mother prays for you regularly, does not harass your soul. The secretary tells you, Good morning, sir. Oh, you see, have you eaten? Uh, welcome, sir. It's only your wife that comes and says, Have you come back? Sit down, let's talk. <laughs> that's why, no, really, that's the reason why you are not kind. Let's, you know, we know, we know. Apostle, that is the reason. You know, the person, <laughs> you know, one, <laughs> one day I told my wife something. I said, do you know, I, I, try, I thank God for your life if they try you. But if I add all the disrespect I get in life together, hmm, everywhere else, I put your own beside you. With all the ones you did try. <laughs> she said, and she's a good girl. Are you getting my point? <laughs> I said, see, I think about it. If I go to the office, no, one day she followed me to work. My, no, one day one of you just followed me to the office. As, as long as I climb the stairs like this, my, my, my office is a very long corridor. As I'm going, as I'm going in, you start seeing students say, good morning, sir. Welcome, sir. Adults, welcome, sir. You're welcome, sir. Always a good morning. And when you see the caliber of people, people that you will proceed to greet on the road, grandmothers greet me, welcome, sir. And I stand like this and I call the young doctors, hey, Dr. Eni, come. And he runs, runs down. Take my opinion to the office, tell someone, so do you understand? Yes, sir. And wipe that smile off your face. And say, ah, sorry, sir. And you stop smiling. <laughs> are, are you getting my point? <laughs> That's the office, though. Kingdom World don't go, ah, I got that one. Pastor, that one, they fear. Say, me are not come on cover for their head. <laughs> they fear. They fear. They say, prophet. That's prophet. Don't provoke. Don't provoke the anointing. You can imagine you now reach home. My wife now say, I bet if you don't want to eat, give me. <laughs> the last 48 hours, no body. <laughs> ah, God, you know, honestly, guys, you know the way it is now. Apostle, you go look and say, ah, Father. <laughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> you know, that small statement, then you just shake your head. That's why you have not been kind to your wife. That's what I'm going to say. But in the name of Jesus, you must be kind. Amen? Because your prayer, not the past ceiling. No, are you guys, no if, you, if you don't treat her well, the Bible says your prayer is bouncing. You get my point? That headache you feel after praying is God returned. <laughs> The Lord is returning your prayer to you. So you have to be kind. You have to try your best. You have to understand. You understand? Uh -huh. The other people are not your wife. And there are things they don't have to face. Marry your secretary, you will understand that she too. When she, <laughs> when she enters, she goes, oh, you are not going to work today. I'm leaving you behind. She will start it too. Some men don't know of this. They will not abandon their wife. I'm going to marry the secretary. It's not the woman. It's the position. That seed has temptation. Which Secretary doesn't have temptation. Do you know why? Appraisal matter. Appraisal now, sack. You vex me like this. I write something. You will never promote you again. But in this one, you can't sack me. Till death do us part. <laughs> That's why she has the boldness. <laughs> the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. 
But anyway, shall, women, we should also try. Are you getting my point? Uh, the man wants to feel like, uh, you know, amen. Let's, let's just leave it there. Now, the point I'm making is that so we ask the Lord. It's not our own strength. We ask the Lord, okay. I mean, the hearts don't beat because of anything. Not even exercise. Footballers have fallen on the, on, on the pitches and died. I, I, I'm, I'm not joking. You know about it. Footballers. People are running marathon. They collapse. There they die. These are fit people. Fit people. You, know, you don't know how fit those guys are. The day an athlete overtook me on the staircase in Luz, I stopped. I knew something was wrong. I was a fit young man climbing. Then I just heard, ta-ta-ta, ta-ta-ta, ta-ta-ta. I looked. It was Choma Ajuma. I said, no wonder. You know Choma Ajuma? I mean, remember? The first Nigerian gold medalist. I stopped. What's going on? Then I saw, I said, oh, no wonder she won gold medal. If you saw that woman climb stairs, you, even, you go give her a second gold medal. <laughs> Yet, people like her, they fall down and they die. There's none that shows that athletes live longer than normal people. Mama Dali finished fighting. Very fit young man. That's it. All his body shuts down. For over 30 years, his body refused to walk. People say it was punch. It's not punch. It was God to tell him, you are not the greatest. Shut up. He took the two things he had. His speed, his agility. That's one. And his mouth. You know, he used to talk plenty. Ali couldn't talk again. He, he couldn't talk anymore. He was too slow to make conversation. And his body couldn't move. God just told him, listen, you are not the greatest. So what I'm going to say is that once anything in life, forget the physical thing. Your body is paining. You start with a discussion on God's word. My life is not an accident. I will not die a day earlier than the Lord has determined. And I will not die until I fulfill the purpose of God in my generation. That's the discussion we start with. The days of my life, they were all written in his book before there was yet any one of them. All these discussions are going on. You're talking about it. The spirit of Christ is in me. It's giving life to my mortal body. God is healing everything that is wrong. This is the word of God you're lifting up. I believe in Christ. Christ is in me. That spirit that raised him from the dead is here, giving life to my mortal body. I will not die. I will live. I will declare the counsel of God. I will show the faithfulness of God. If you talk like that for two days, you will forget to tell your wife what was wrong. Are you getting my point? Listen, that's how you knock. That's what I'm going to say. That's the knocking process. You don't knock according to your desire. No. It's the rod we lift up and we knock. Let's ask our feet. Spoken much longer than I wanted to speak. I want us to knock again. Like I said before, let's be careful what we talk about. Let's be very careful what we talk about. My friend Pastor Courage, he shared something with me the other day. So powerful. He lives in Sokoto. Then when he hears people from the south talk, he gets him angry. What do they discuss? They discuss what Islam is, is planning to do. He said, go and read the story of the scriptures in the book of Judges. Gideon, when he was going to be encouraged, he went and the people heard what Gideon was going to do and their hearts melted. God prepared them for defeat by discussing what Gideon would do to them. Why do you think they ran? The moment they heard noise, they said, hey, we knew it was coming. They ran. 
all these men did was to shout and broke um, uh, what the pots, pitchers they call them. Just like a jug, a, a clay jug. Just break it. That's all those guys had. And everybody ran. Why? Their hearts had been prepared for defeat. Many of us, what do we do? We prepare our hearts for defeat every time. We discuss what Islam is going to do. One guy in my office, they were telling me how Islam will take over Europe. And I agreed with him and everything. He said, I'm afraid. I said, I'm not afraid. Just before I came here. He said, sir, I'm afraid. Though. I said, I am not afraid. He said, why not? I said, let's talk about communism. I said, this is how people used to be afraid of communism. I said, where are they now? He said, they are gone. I said, everything has its time to go. I said, I am not, I told him, I am not afraid. Fear is what brings evil upon us. There have been a lot of reasons to be afraid in recent times again in Nigeria. Plagues, forget the physical things you are seeing. Something, what, what I mean is that, Forget the common things people think about. But there are many things that are happening that are almost frightening. All of these things designed to make me put my hands down. Today, we will not put our hands down. Amen. We will not put our hands down. Amen. We have asked God for favor for this land. And he will give us favor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Many of the things that are happening is him trying to prune things up. That are preventing him from showing the favor and bringing forth the blessing. But we will not put our hands down. Amen. Let us declare over Nigeria, say in the name of Jesus, of the increase of his government, and of peace, there shall be no end. That's the word of God. Yes. Say from the north, to the south, from the east, to the west, of the increase of his government, and of peace, there shall be no end. That, that is the rod of God over Nigeria. In the name of Jesus Christ. Another rod, he said, I am God, I make war cease. So let's declare, say in the name of Jesus, our God is the God of heaven. Is the God of Nigeria. He makes war cease. To the end of the earth. That's the rod. We have not said anything specifically. Let this fight stop. Let this one. Mm-mm. We just lifted his name. Declare saying the name of Jesus. Your name will be exalted over Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. There is a rod of God. He said, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Let's declare say in the name of Jesus. Nigeria is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Say he's God over this nation. His counsel over this nation will stand. Let's read the scripture. Say, kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish out of the way. I want you to say that again. Say, kiss the son, kiss Jesus Christ. Otherwise, he will be angry, and you will perish out of the way. Say, according to that word, we declare. Every machination, every arrangement against the advance of the gospel will be destroyed out of the way. In the name of Jesus. I told you that last time we were talking, MK Abiola was the most popular contestant for presidency Nigeria I ever saw. And he said it himself. You sure you win? He said, I have given to Nigerians. They will give back to me. And he wasn't joking about it. 
The man, you know, we will talk about principle of giving and giving and giving. Later on, we'll talk about the word of Christ. It's not just about giving. The man knew how to use it, but he didn't get there. Why? Because one day, he did not know what was pushing him. I believe it was God just said, this man, don't worry. Let me push it. He said, I will harden his heart. You know, that's what God said about Pharaoh. He went and joined himself to those who, who decided to make Nigeria a member of OIC. There was not one prophet then that God sent to them. And with the military men in Nigeria, MK will sit down, defending the cause of Nigeria being the OIC. And for that reason, he never ruled in Nigeria. When he came forth and said, I'm going to be president, some brethren said, we did not forget. We haven't forgotten. When you had the opportunity, this was what you did. They lifted up their voices and said, Lord, we cast down his star. And that was what happened. Listen, let's lift it over Nigeria again. Listen, let's not, people say that here, yeah, I don't know what's happening in this country. Is that what you are lifting up? You are lifting up fear. You are lifting up, uh, in, the Bible says, don't call a conspiracy what these people call the conspiracy. This is the commandment. Neither fear you their fears. But we fear their fears. And we say we are believers. Believers are supposed to believe something. I choose to believe that Jesus is Lord over Nigeria. I lift up that rod, and when you say amen, you are agreeing with me, that anyone who does not kiss the son, but plots against him, will perish out of the way. Amen. Uh, say that every day. If you hear news, and uh, they are planning this, don't argue. Just say, kiss the son, lest he be angry, or you perish out of the way. That if you don't kiss the son, is the word of God. Why doesn't it work? We don't lift it up. If we lift it up, it will work every single time. Let's declare it again. Say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. From northern Nigeria. From northern Nigeria. To southern Nigeria. To southern Nigeria. From the east. From the east. To the west. To the west. In every inch of this country. In every inch of this country. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Nigeria is the Lord's. Nigeria is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. Of the increase of his government, of of and, of and of peace, there shall be no end. No Let us declare God's word. Say, kiss the sun. Say, in Nigeria, in Nigeria. Kiss, the sun. kiss the sun. Say, the sun is Christ Jesus. Lest he, he be angry, and you will perish out of the way. Say, he will perish out of the way. He who does not kiss the sun. Any king among the Gentiles, among the Gentiles that, gathers that gathers against Christ will perish out of the way. Perish out of the way. It, is it is written, when the sun is angry, the sun is people, angry perish out of the way. people perish out of the way. That's the word of God. Lift it up every day. Don't sit down before reading nonsense texts about Fulani has men. Are they not Sabians that, that the God sent against Job? When God is tired, he withdraws them again. You plead to God for mercy for the land. That's all. Don't be afraid of anybody that he has used. Nebuchadnezzar shouted, said, shut up. You are just a weapon of my wrath. And he was the king of Assyria. He said, a weapon of my wrath. What's all of this mess you are making? Listen, no one can lift up his hand and do that which God did not command. 
That's the rod of God over Nigeria. Don't be afraid. I told you before, the only problem, but let's pray. Because the only problem God has, just one, is the church that's not advancing. The church that is retreating. The church that's building walls. Any church that builds a wall around the same will collapse. Amen. That's the word of God. Because this is the word of God. It says Zion will be a city without walls. Once you build a wall, you collapse. Once you are building an international headquarters that is so big everybody can gather, you collapse. There is nothing you want to build. The only thing that sustains the church is that they keep advancing. I, I was listening to Ken Hagin today as I was driving from my office. I, I, I first listened to that message in 1991. He preached in 1988. And he said that, why did persecution come upon the church in Jerusalem? He said, because for many years after Jesus said, you'll be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and uttermost part of the earth. He said, they were still in Jerusalem. They had built a wall around Jerusalem. So God said, what do you do? He said, throw persecution into Jerusalem. And the church that was scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the gospel. He said, that was what I said you should do in the first place. The church that will be preserved is the one that is advancing. All those of you open your mouth and say, oh, the Christians did not should come to the south. Listen, if they come to the south, trouble will meet them in the south and drive them into the ocean. Safety for believers is in advancing. Jesus said, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? It was when they were out that they did not lack. Are you getting my point? When he gave that command, when he gave that word, saying nothing shall by any means hurt you. I give you authority over serpents and scorpions and every, over every work of the devil and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It was not for Christians at home. It was for the apostles that he sent out. Let's pray. We need to make requests. Say, God, send out your church. It's very simple. Say, send us out. Send us out. Say, send us out. Send us out. Disturb our equilibrium. Disturb our comfort. Send us out. Pray some more. Make all kinds of noise. Say, let the spirit of apostleship be poured again over the church in Nigeria. That they will not be afraid of what Islam will do. They will not be afraid of what politicians will do. Say, Lord, enough equilibrium. Say, Lord, collapse some churches. Close their doors. Send us out. Say, Lord, when we are raising money for projects that are meant to wall us in, don't give us money. But send all the money for advancement. If we open our mouths and say evangelism, let money come. If we say, open our mouths and say missions, let money come. But if we sit down and say, hey, let's build more comfortable places and sit down more comfortably, Lord, dry up resources. Oh, I have a rod. I have a rod. Everyone, listen to this. Let's leave this rod upon the church of God in Nigeria. No, Jesus said, pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into the harvest field. That's the word of the Lord. So let's leave that. We'll say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord of the harvest. Lord of the harvest. Our Father. Our Father. We are asking you. We are asking send you. us as laborers. Send us as laborers. Into your harvest field. Into your harvest field. Every Christian in Nigeria. Go as, a laborer, go as a laborer into his harvest. Into his harvest. Say, Father, mobilize us, Father, mobilize us into, your harvest, into your harvest in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Yeah, that's a very good one. 
after our churches will not sit down comfortably again and nobody should open his mouth and call a missionary from the north and tell him come back home. If you see a missionary in the north, ask him what do you need? We are not allowed to love our lives even unto death. I'm not saying I don't get those feelings also, those emotions, but you shut your mouth and obey the word of God. Next time you see a missionary in the north, say what do you need? Just say when are you coming back home? Ask him what do you need? Pray for him every day. Rise up at midnight. Say, Father, I'm your angels. I mean, throw your passion to protect the man. Send him an offering. Pray for him. Pray for his work. Pray for his children. And say, come back to Abuja. Abuja is safer. One of our brothers said, safety is not the absence of danger. It's being in the presence of God. There's nowhere that's safer. There's nowhere that's safe. I told you that they were talking. A boy was sleeping at home. A bullet fell to the roof. And killed him. Hit him in the neck. He didn't go out. It was night. He was sleeping. In a room in his father's house. Doors locked. There's nowhere that's safe. Nowhere. Some people would think America... Uh, you heard what happened yesterday? Some people were in the club. They were dancing. One guy with a crazy head before. He just carried gun. Shoot 50 people. Kill them. Injure 53. People were in France. Doing party, party. Some people came. Shot everybody and killed everybody. Where do you think they're safe? American president, they die. When American was going, <laughs> surrounded by secret service agents, one boy came up, pointed the gun, and shot him. Shot him to impress a girl who didn't know him. The only reason, and you know, they couldn't send this boy to anything because they said he was mentally unstable. So they sent him to prison, to mental hope. You are not safe because you are protected by American secret agents. Therefore, Stonewall Jackson said, I am as safe on the battlefield as I am in my bedroom if I'm in the center of the will of God. Safety, the Bible says, is of the Lord. Let's declare again. Say, Father over Nigeria. The gospel will advance. The word will increase. It will grow mightily. And it will prevail. In the name of Jesus. Say it again, over Nigeria. Over Nigeria. Everybody do like this. I see you are holding this, a rod like this, something like this. You know, Moses used two hands. So in your mind, you are carrying something. And in your mind, imagine that you are standing over a map of Nigeria. Now you are, what you are doing, you are lifting up the rod of God. Now declare these words. You are looking down in your mind. You close your eyes, but in your mind you are looking down at the floor as if you are standing over the map of, of the country. And in your hands is the rod of God held on by two hands. Now speak to that map. This is the rod. Say of the increase of his government. Of the increase of his government. And of peace. And of peace. Over you. Over you. There shall be no end. There shall be no end. Let's leave on that Say the church of God will advance. The church of God will advance. Built on truth. Built on truth. And the gates of hell shall not prevail in faith. Over it. In the name of Jesus. Say the gates of hell shall not prevail over it. In the name of Jesus. Say it again. Of the increase of his government and of peace over Nigeria, there shall be no end. Father, in the name of Jesus, you will show mercy upon this land. Amen. 
We claim it again for you. Amen. Yes, Lord, purge evil. Amen. Wipe out iniquity. Amen. But show mercy upon this land. Amen. We are the salt of the earth. Say so we will not be ashamed. Amen. No, no, we will not be ashamed. Amen. Nobody will laugh at us. Amen. We have trusted in you. We never trusted in the land. Amen. We trusted in you. But we say you will bring your mercy upon this land. Amen. For our sakes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's lift up the road again over our body. You can drop your hands down. Like I said earlier, let's just talk about the word of God. I will say something, just say amen to it. Are you getting my point? It's going to be like Jesus, though. It won't sound prophetic, but it's prophetic. Do you know you have been healed? Yes, amen. Do you know with God there is nothing like an incurable sickness? Amen. You know your heart is not beaten by chance. Amen. It's beaten by the power of Christ. Amen. It won't stop suddenly. Amen. Because Christ is on the throne. Amen. It will not stop suddenly. Amen. Because Christ is on his throne. Amen. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is in you. Is giving life to your mortal body. Amen. One day, if Jesus does not come back, your heart will stop too. But, before he does that, you will have lived a full life. Amen. You will have served the purpose of God in your generation. Amen. You will have done the will of God for your life. Amen. You will have fulfilled every scripture written about you. Amen. You will have fulfilled every scripture written about you. Amen. Every line of God's book will have been fulfilled. Amen. Before you go, you will have a vision of what tomorrow is like. Amen. God will say, tomorrow you are dining with me in heaven. Amen. You will look at your children and smile. Amen. And you will tap them, you will say, be of good cheer, there is nothing wrong. That will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your body is constantly being healed. Amen. Every affliction is constantly being removed. Amen. There are enemy bacteria out there, but they are inferior to you. Amen. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. We're not praying, we're just talking. Are you getting my point? This is what you should do at home. Instead of analyzing what's wrong with Nepa. Why is there no power in the nation? What is Niger Delta Avenue? <laughs> Let's look from above. You know, you can sit down there and be saying, Look at all the. Why is Joshua not fighting well? Forget Joshua. Say, Moses, where are your hands? <laughs> are you getting my point? That's the question. When you see Christians and say, Where are your hands? Say, What do you mean? Say, See them now. Say, No, that's not what I mean. Where are your hands? Take him to that book of Exodus chapter 17 and say, Look at you. This is why your Joshua is losing the battle. Because your hands are con- condemning, criticizing, wishing evil, cri- just running commentary. Your hand is not lifting anything up. Tell the person, let's lift something good up over your life. Tell the fellow, greater is he that is in you. Say, tell the, say amen. Let me help you out of this, your bondage. That's why you'll be giving offerings that don't count, trying to break bondage. When your mouth is tying you every day. And I say, give an offering to break the bondage. Listen to me. You are a giver, Amen. amen. Let's talk about that briefly. You are a generous Christian, amen? amen. You are like your father who is in heaven. Amen. You are not afraid of tomorrow. Amen. You can give. Amen. You are a giver. Amen. You love people. Amen. You love the word of God. Amen. You love the work of God. Amen. You give to honor people. Amen. You give to help people. Amen. You give to show God gratitude. Amen. You are a giver. Amen. Uh-huh. That's the word of God over your life. But listen to this. You are not giving to get delivered. Next time they say, give an offering for deliverance, sit down. Say, are you not giving an offering? Say, oh God, it's for those who are in bondage. I'm not in bondage. In Christ, you have been delivered. 
Let's talk about it briefly. Every curse in your life has been removed. Amen. It was nailed to his cross. Amen. Every handwriting against you has been wiped away. Amen. You have been forgiven of all your iniquities. Amen. Jesus died to ensure that. Amen. Yes, he died to ensure it. The Bible says he rose again to show to you he's been done. And now he lives ever to make intercession for you. If you draw near to God by him, he's praying for you. Am I talking to myself or talking to you? Amen. Let me hear your amen, therefore. Amen. Jesus is on your side. Amen. Deliverance is with you. Amen. Bondage has been broken. Amen. Ancestral curse don't exist anymore. Amen. In your life, they don't exist. Amen. The thing that did not happen before in your family because of a curse, it will happen in your life. Amen. For example, breakthrough will happen in your life. Amen. Long life is happening in your life. Amen. Prosperity is happening in your life. Amen. Influence is happening in your life. Amen. You are a blessing to multitudes. You are not obscure. Amen. Why? Jesus died to set you free. Amen. You are not a slave anymore. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Health is your portion. Amen. Long life and prosperity. Amen. Look, as you are leaving this place today, goodness will go with you. Amen. Mercy will abide with you. Amen. No evil shall befall you. Amen. And no plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. God will watch over you. Amen. Carefully, affectionately, Amen. like the apple of his eyes. His angels will stand guard over you. Amen. No matter where you live, you will be safe. Amen. If your neighbor is a criminal, you will be safe. Amen. If the one on that side is a mafia, don't, you are still safe. Amen. Listen, safety is not the absence of danger, but the presence of God. Amen. That presence is with you. Amen. Be of good cheer. Our Jesus has overcome the world. Amen. Islam is not a threat to him. Amen. He is not afraid of them. Amen. He is king above all. Amen. If you believe that, give me an amen. amen. So let's share the grace in fellowship because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Surely we are passed out of death and we are passed into life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out from under the curse into the blessings. All things are passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.